comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Go! That's not for the faint of heart there is what well, it is. Well, you did it. Oh, by the way, hang on. Let me what? <coughs> i got to get out my ticket stub. Oh, I, I never agreed to this. There's never a agreed to it. There's a receipt. I'll let you guys oh, I find out. Bill, that's you yours. I never agreed to that. No, I, we talked about... How'd you get, away with, you get said, away with a $7 ticket? It was the matinee. Wow. I said, look. I said, look. Um, uh-huh. You may have been talking like I in said, general, and Bill and I were doing something if else. If the thing happens that I want to happen at the end of the movie, I'll let you buy me a ticket to go see it. That's what I said, and you said, okay. <coughs> no, I'm kidding. I would not ask either one of you to pay any more money towards this movie. Whatsoever. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know about you. Kind of disappointed. Kind of? Yeah. Okay. I don't even know where to start. Well, let's well, let's start with the beginning. Well, first, let's kind of, kind of. Uh, What's my daughter's quick, third quick, favorite movie of all time? Really? Let's give our reviews. So we can go right around here. Yeah. Well, first we we're talking our, about Amazing Spider-Man Two. Amazing Spider-Man Two. Uh, I I gave it. Uh, Where's they very, saying? Wait a Mexico. Minute. Amazing Spider-Man Two. <laughs> I will. We're doing the Amazing Spider-Man today. Yes. Not the Tobey Maguire greatest movie ever made but i went back Spider-Man and watched 2. it last night so i'd be ready for the podcast which day one? you had a better Spider-Man experience then. <laughs> yeah, we're doing the amazing spider-man i was 2. okay hang on a second let me go to wikipedia and i'll fake my way through this <clears throat> you both have seen it right yeah yeah Did i was I, I yeah i took zoe and sage uh zoe and sage and i or excuse me zoe and i went with uh, uh zoe's little bestie hazel and her daddy chris and uh her brother uh Chuck, or as he prefers Charlie. Chuck, Chuck, Bo Buck, Banana, Banana, Bo Hey, wait a second! Whoa, 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 you can't sing that song on family radio. Look at that plane's chasing that other plane. That's awesome. <clears throat> wait a minute. Well, before we, we dive into ours, uh, real quick, I'm on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics, 54% liked it. That's generous. Users, 74%. Oh, that's just... Users? What do they mean by users? Um... First and foremost, I I can I can say this. Uh, 
we are reaching a, a, an age ourselves where the movies are no longer directed towards us. We are not the core audience anymore <laughs> for these movies. Well, I heard and, so many people at work talk about how, and these were not necessarily kids. I mean, some of them were in their 40s like us, and some of them were in their 20s. And uh, almost that exception, the ones that saw it didn't think it was awful, but they wanted more explosions and more special effects. It's like, I... Hey. I just, I, I guess, okay, I'm, I can't tell you what to think, but that's that seems to me to be the point of movies today is how many explosions can we pack into our two hour and fifteen minute time frame? You don't think the Avengers was geared towards us as fanboys? <sighs> that one, maybe, but uh, to me, I've said this before. You don't before, think the Dark Knight trilogy the, was made for us fanboys? No, the 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 Dark Knight trilogy was made for movie lovers. That movie was made. For people who love movies, Avengers, man, to me that that plot was just so paper thin. The half part of Avengers. I forgot was great. you gave it two stars out yeah. of five. So yeah, um, I didn't. Avengers bored me just like this movie. Good God, let's not go back. No, to the we're Avengers. not going to Avengers. Okay, so I will not stand for that. The like Avengers most things fun. in life, I try to find positive things to say. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not. I really do try to live my life like that. I have seen it happen. Um, I know it. I know it exists. I actually have some positive things to say about this movie, but the negative far outweighs anything. It, the positives do not make up in any form or fashion. Let's. Uh, you know, talk about doing just overall reviews. I'll give you my review right or my rating right now. A very generous two and a half. Ugh. Very generous. And that's the, and that's because half of that movie, I l really like the other half, which were the action scenes, were just like, ugh, so boring. The whole Gwen and Peter Spider-Man stuff, I thought was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I loved the banter. I want to punch you in them. the face right mm -hmm. now. To me, that was that was the part that that was entertaining. The they just had too many villains. I don't know why they even bothered putting in Harry Osborn. Making him Green Goblin, and why not just introduce the character and leave it at that? Why do they have to give him an arc? I think, just, arguably, you could say that. Um, what's this? What's the other one? Well, what was the right, right. no, the the main Electro. one? Electro. Electro. Yeah. He was the the arc. He was right. the main yeah. arc of the story. Huh. I see what you did there. Hey, hey. hey. nice job, nice thank job. Thank you. Thank you. It's not easy. Um, shocking. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't want to interrupt. So please. Finish your thoughts. Um, and you know, it, it was nice to see them relate. It was nice to see them struggle with with having a relationship. One being a superhero, the other one just being a smart girl, going to separate ways. You know, Mark Webb, the director, he is. is Dennis? I think Dennis is here. He is a rom com director. Ow! And uh, and so I thought he handled those that part really well. In, in the theater, I also noticed that there were uh, there were a lot of groups of females there to see I guess to see Andrew Garfield and of course and um it, it he is yeah. dashing yeah in his own British crooked teeth way <laughs> so <laughs> no offense British listener I would give it uh yeah a very generous two and a half very is that Dennis uh no Bill Bill went to the other room and I don't know what he's doing now we're out in the patio by the way I'd rather just wait to play off of Bill, you know, when the three of us get here. Um, 
when that when Bill, So, when it's not Dennis. Alright, come on back. I separated my shoulder and stepped on Brad's guitar for nothing. You stepped on my guitar. Okay. It's alright. bluff. Anyway, so that's where I stand. So, Brad. Um, I had read a review of this movie where the reviewer said that this was the Batman and Robin of Spider-Man movies. <laughs> and I would completely agree with that. That is a fairly, if not completely accurate statement. This movie was... It's the worst movie I've seen since... Worst superhero movie I've seen since Batman and Robin. This movie was 100 times better than Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah, I would Spider-Man rather see this 3. Movie, I'd rather wow. see this movie 100 times in a row before I would see that would, other movie. I want to punch you in the face. Spider, uh, Spider-Man I don't understand 3. how you could dispute that. I don't know why because we're Spider-Man 3 was voice. good for like the first hour, hour 15 minutes. After that, it was rotten, but... I'd rather uh, watch that first hour, fifteen minutes, no, than watch first, this. It was sad. I, it was sad and drippy, and, and and trying to jerk emotion out of you. That's at what least, Peter at least Parker Mark is. Well, and it also has Peter Parker dancing in the street. Once Peter Parker piano. dances, that's when that movie. That's when that movie tanks. Uh, that, Everything before the dancing, I'm okay with. That's right. where the shark rolls through the scene. Yeah, Dennis. Dennis is on his way. Okay, so um, Bill, quickly, what are your? Um, Overall, uh, quickly, I, he says no. Quickly, he says well, knowingly. I said going into the movie, I wanted to give it a four out of five. That was my goal. I walked out thinking, why not shoot for the stars and give it five? Nothing gets five. It's the rules. It's a sad way to live your life, man. Well, I'm, I'm leaving room open. Hey, you know? I've given you five stars ever since I've known you from the first. Well, I've day. given no, and no, that's no. out of ten. That's a. Scale one to hundred. Go ahead. Um, no, I'm I'm saving five stars for the uh, for the next Dune movie. Obviously. Oh, okay. Um, but I walked out thinking that was a three and a half. I could see an argument for making it a three. Oh, I thought it was a, a reasonably solid oh, movie, but there were points in it where even I rolled my eyes. This is someone who wanted to like it a lot. I didn't give my number rating. I give it minus. Five reverse flashes. Minus wow. five. That's... No, I, minus. Okay, no, you have to give it m- minus five flashes, not minus five reverse. Oh, okay. Flashes. I'm, I'm, That's true. I'm That's gonna true. give it minus four flashes. It got. It gained a unit yeah. of measurement because of the way the movie ended. Frank, I'd like to commend you on your math skills. <laughs> Thank because, you. As we all know, uh, <laughs> you know, you're right. A no, negative it's... plus a negative is a positive. <laughs> so you would give it. You, so you gave it four reverse. You gave it four flashes. I gave it four flashes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Very good. Very, very accurate. And thank you for schooling me on that because it would have gotten five flashes, but it gained, it gained in measurement because of the ending of the movie. Now you, uh, oh, um, I mean, obviously we're we're spoiler rich here oh, today. I, I don't care. I spoiled it. When Stacy died, I hadn't seen it yet on the phone. Yeah, because I hated this movie so much. I. That final scene. I want to just go on Facebook was, and just tell everybody the end of the movie. That final scene. I was, I don't know if I've ever sat in a movie theater, not certainly not in my adult life, and thought, holy, holy crud, what are they going to do here? <clears throat> I, I'm sitting there thinking, I think they're going to kill Gwen Stacy, because that's how it happens in the comics. And, and I, I, I was amazed that I had heard nothing, not one peep out of the interwebs, out of the fanboys, that that was actually going to happen. Well, when did you see it? Uh, we How saw many, it Friday night. The way it, it ended. It came out Thursday. What's that? I'm sorry. The day it started. I don't know why I said the way it ended. The way it started. The day it started. So that's why you didn't hear anything, because 
it's still fresh, and most fanboys are going, eh. Well, but when was the last time that, you know, a huge secret like that actually made it all the way through the fanboy vetting process before it hits the theaters? Well, I mean... I mean if you want, you can get a, a movie spoiled. Well, I, I and knew... You can get a copy of it if you want. I knew what was going to happen at least two weeks before. I knew the plot. I had read the synopsis. Well, you, you just... You have to be willing to dig for it. It, it's it opened not, in England first. Yeah. Well, and I'm extremely happy that I'm not the type yeah. to want to dig for something like that. Um, much like uh, the first Star Wars, you know, Episode 1, uh, a lot of things like that. I was able to go into those movies spoiler-free because I didn't search out that stuff. Um, it just seems like these days you've got to avoid it. It's not just going out and finding it. It's actively practicing a theory of avoidance. Yeah, you have to avoid it. Just like, um, you know, with the whole, you know, like like people complain on Twitter about shows being uh, spoiled because people watch yeah. watch shows live and they tweet about it. And, and now you have I'm to not... be careful of it. I mean, in, in this day and age, media, I mean, information is, is all out there. You really have to work to yeah. not, not hear it. And I'm not, you know, I'm not digging uh, through the comments section on iFanboy or Ain't It Cool. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to Movie Fool, you know, or, uh, uh, you know, I went to, jerk. I went to Wikipedia. Okay. <laughs> and the film synopsis was right there. Yeah. Well, I didn't go to, I didn't go to cinematicidiots.net or, you know, I didn't go to silverscreensuckers.org. <laughs> or, or spoil it. Or spoil it. X. numeral four me. <laughs> no, spoil it, numeral four, letter U. Yeah, nor like did print. I... .net. That was a print site, spoil for you. Nor did I go to spoilmovie.uk.co.uk. Tell me how it ends. .biz. So, I had no idea how the movie was actually going to end. And I was sitting, you know, metaphorically on the edge of my seat. I mean, I was, I was really wrapped up into it. And I, I was expecting... To hate what was about to happen, and sure enough, and I just I sat there and I watched you know I watched him holding his beloved, and the the classic crane shot. It's one of my issues with Mark Webb is I don't remember seeing. I, I need to see this movie again, but I don't remember seeing directing. Is it you know camera placement choices and stuff like that that I thought that's amazing. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, no pun intended. I wasn't expecting to see that. It seemed like everything. It didn't seem like the same director did this movie. I mean, that, that final shot with him Compared holding Compared to Gwen, what? The first movie? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. You got the camera, you know, he's, he's cradling Gwen in his arms, and he's crying, and he looks to the heavens like Worf, you know. The only thing that was missing was... <laughs> but, you know, it's a camera, it's a crane shot from right above him, and the camera, like, zooms out, if I remember right. And so you've got that classic... You know, that classic shot above the character, moving away from the character. It's like, man, if that shot hasn't been done 5,000 times for that dramatic effect. And it's like, find something different to do. If it works, though. Yeah, I would, I mean, that's, yeah. well, that's it's, the, uh, I mean, this is, a, this, is okay. a, this is a major market movie. That's that's the shot you expect. Yeah, but if it works, <laughs> did it not work for you because it was cliched? Or did it, uh, did I, it take away from the impact of that moment? To me, it took away from the impact of the moment because... I thought it was a cheesy choice. It was such an obvious choice to me that I thought it was it, it was a bad choice. And and I felt like that a number of times during the movie, which really surprised me. There were a number of times where I thought that that idea is played out. Why are you doing that? You got 
how many millions upon millions of dollars, enough money to set you and your, your family up for the next four generations to do this one movie, and what I feel like I'm getting is color by numbers. And that only goes for the action sequences. And now Mark Webb, of course, was not known for action sequences before he did The Amazing Spider-Man. He was known for, what, 50 Days of Summer or... 500, I think. 500 Days of Summer. He was known for doing romantic comedies. That's how long this movie lasted. And so... <laughs> I, uh... You know, those were those were actually... Those moments with him and Gwen, especially at the end where he's standing at, at, his, at her gravesite for... You know, essentially you get the impression that he's visiting her every day. And that was... Passed. I, I did like that. And I... The way they... The way... Uh, that the seasons changed made me think that oh wow that's like a whole year he's got yeah. spring summer fall but we find out it's only five months five so months. but you know that's like Texas weather it changes all the time <laughs> I think the point is, is I, I did enjoy that that he yeah. went back repeatedly to view um, her grave she had to die in this movie yeah she had for to. it to make to to be worthwhile in any sense you know I I was upset from the get go from the first movie that Gwen found out who he was. She's not supposed to know. It takes away, to me, the purity and the, the innocence of that relationship that they had in the comics, that she knows. I thought it made the relationship just amazing. I think you're dumb. I think she... <laughs> you're, I, I <laughs> love didn't read Spider-Man that, as a kid. I, I that, love that every... Scene where, I did where, read Spider-Man as a kid. Where he, he, uh, he connects her to the, uh, to the police car, yeah. and she yells out, Peter! And then she yeah. covers oh. her mouth. So damn funny. That that I know it was in the previews, but that got a big laugh in the theater. I mean, okay, the one thing I don't want to sound like I'm just absolutely taking a dump on Mark Webb because I it did. Doesn't, give the movie it sounds three like you're about to take him out to dinner and buy him a drink. Um, I thought what he did with the relationship part of the movie was just exactly what we needed. Oh. I, I, I thought it, it built on the first movie, and um, you know, you didn't get you got a couple touches of. Hey, I'm going to come with you. No, you're not. You got to stay here to be safe because you're the girl and you don't have any superpowers. And like, no, I, come I made with a you. promise to your dad. Right. Uh, I mean that that unfortunately did play out a couple of times. I appreciated the Dennis Leary cameos. Me too. I it, did appreciate that. Him standing there like Tyler Durden. <laughs> yeah, like he was. He kept seeing Captain Stacy over and over again. I appreciated that. I mean that, that because that, that Spider Man is built on his sense of guilt. Yeah, that's what drives Spider Man. I'll give you, and I, I think that that sense of guilt was enough to power him through his motivations in this movie. I, I didn't think that it had you had to stack that. Okay, were were the comics like that? Did he feel responsible for? He felt his responsible death? for everybody that was harmed. Yeah. because of him, the the guilt of him letting the burglar escape. Right, you know, and ended up killing Ben. That continues to this day to drive him. Yes. Uh, he he still feels guilty about Gwen's death to this day. You know, his guilt is what makes him the best Spider-Man he can be. You know, I'm sure I'm sure they have there is a story arc that's done this but have they ever brought Gwen back in some twist like, as a clone? As a clone, yeah. yeah. They brought her back as a clone. <clears throat> did uh, you did you hook up with Ben Riley? <laughs> I don't. I don't think they ever went that far. Okay. Um. Um. What I I would like to comment on the very very ending with the rhino. Not so much the rhino part, but the little boy who stood up to the rhino. I started. I started tearing <laughs> up. 
I love that. I started scene. tearing up because that is what Spider-Man did for me as a kid. It, yeah. it that's how much Spider-Man meant to me, yeah. and obviously that's how much it meant to this little boy. I loved that part. Wasn't of the that movie. great scene? That was probably my favorite part of the movie, especially when and Spider-Man talks to him and he goes, "You need to go protect your mom." Yeah. And so the kid, he has a mission, and he does it. He takes care of his mom. That part of the movie uh, really, really made me smile. I, I appreciated. Yep. Is that Dennis? I appreciated um, several little things in this movie. Mark Webb got several little things right. Um, the little boy wanting to be Spider-Man and standing up to the Rhino. It just it pulled at my heartstrings like in a big way because that that was me when I was a kid and then Spider-Man relating to the little kid you know that's, that's just huh Dennis is at the door oh, okay that's what Peter Parker would do and we've seen that in the comics and it was done really well I feel like I need to wait for them to keep talking because I don't want to you know Bill he'll rehash something that we've already talked about <laughs> if he doesn't know that we've talked about it um, going on, we'll, we'll wait for Bill, but uh, I have to admit, being very general, the uh, the villains in this movie were just so uninteresting. Uh, Absolutely uninteresting. Right here. Rhino, yeah, all Electra. of them. Oh, oh my gosh. Hey, Alex. It's Alex, Dennis oh. Pooh's son. What's up, buddy? Alex. 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 Thank you. Give me five. All right. It's in the bag. You got stuff in the bag. It's a Lego bag. What's in here? Sorry, cat. One of the cats just Oh man, look, you got Lego stuff. Oh, look at this. Yeah, we ain't using that cat. Dennis got brought goodies. Dennis, and we are recording. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Did you see Spider-Man Two? No. All right, we're talking oh. about it. We're gonna spoil it for you, but right. you know what? That's I don't fine. care because it's a piece of garbage. Oh, here. Thank you. It doesn't deserve to be not spoiled. Yeah, I've heard the. I've heard <laughs> other reviews, and I. That's. I've been waiting. <laughs> I have a question about it, though. Yeah, okay. it, it is something I would bring, could bring. Uh, yeah, I think it's something you could bring him to. Yeah, I don't think there's anything terribly scary. I really believe that it would be okay for you to bring him. But, as a father, I would keep my kids far away from him <laughs> because it, it's, not, has, it's not Spider-Man. Lower, lower standard. They it's not Spider-Man. Remember how he said, don't bother bringing donuts? That's why I got bagels. Also... <laughs> I hey, no, I'm gonna get a bagel too. Can we pause it and just fix Three, up a little? Two, one, pause. Back, Brad, Thank you, Bill. for the breakfast. Yeah. You're welcome. And the Simpsons minifigures. We're, We're still enjoying this breakfast, for the record. Dennis brought donuts and, and bagels and and presents, soundtracks, music. Movies, you're going to let me borrow your Veronica Mars. Thank you very much. Yeah, let, me know, let me know what you think of it. Okay, I can't wait to watch it. And Dennis, do you, do you want to talk about what we talked about earlier? What did we talk about earlier? About you. Uh, no. Okay. All right, we'll leave that. That's nothing. <clears throat> okay, so we are talking about Spider-Man. You don't know a lot about it. You had a question for Brad. We were going to start talking about villains, but why don't you ask your question about the movie? Well, I listened to some of the... Well, I saw the... the, the review on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the rating. Mm -hmm. So, and then that past weekend was like really busy. Uh, we went to the Lego store for um, Star Wars Day. And there was also a free comic book day. And there was just a couple other things going on. So, 
Um, we didn't make it to the to see Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I listened to some of the podcasts about the movie later. And it kind of... Some people were hinting that it may not be something you necessarily want to bring your kids to. Oh. Because of some things that happened. Mm, let's think about <coughs> that. I, well, what about the way I the took, movie ends? The, the I, thing that redeems the movie. Does that... What about Daddy. that? I took my seven-year-old well, to it. Redeems the movie is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Almost makes it... Palatable. How's that? Well, wait, Fergon, do you know what happens in the movie? Do you yeah. know the plot? Yeah. Okay, so he knows, so we're what not about spoiling. the end, the way the movie ends? Yeah. When Stacy dies. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's... I heard about it. I think it's... Far, are you worried about that? Is that what you're worried about? Is yeah, maybe. Seeing? Danger, Will Robinson. Um, no, it's not violent in any okay. way. It, remember how it happened in the comic book? Yeah. It was almost a direct translation of that, which, yeah. by the, this is one of the things I appreciated. The scene where his web catches her, yeah. and she bends backwards yeah. into like a backward C shape, was almost a direct lift from that panel of oh, the yeah. okay. episode. That was, that, that was amazing. That was, pardon the pun, I, I appreciated <laughs> the way that that happened. Um, in the comics, it, it looked like in the movie, it looked like she hit her head. It was really yeah. He caught her like a foot above the ground and it looked like her head just went boom. It I saw that too. In the comic book, I mean, it snapped her neck just the break, just the stopping the fall so quick, right? In the comic book, there was an actual, uh, what is the, what are those words that they write out in the comic? The I sound mean, the sound effect. Sound effect, yeah. Is it that simple? Sure. <laughs> Let's go with a that. special word for that? <laughs> People will follow and it us. Said, it said snap in that one panel yeah. to let you know that her neck snapped. <laughs> and there wasn't a sassy girl on the side of the bridge going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One snap up. <laughs> Either way, Dennis, whether her head hit the concrete or not, and it very may well have it, it happened so close, yeah. and her head did go way back like that. There was a sound of sorts, uh, whether or not it was a neck snapping or a head hitting the, the pavement, which it very well could have been. It was very clear that she died at that moment. That's it. And especially later on when he's cradling her and the blood starts just trickling out of her nose to let you know there was some internal damage. Which kind of tells me that perhaps maybe he, she did hit her head on the concrete. I, th- I think, yeah. yeah. I, clearly it's a moot point. I was just, it was just a curiosity to me that, yeah. Because I, you know, I certainly remember that comic from my childhood, but I, I probably haven't read that comic or looked at a digital imprint of it or whatever in 30 years or so. I honestly can't think of anything that he wouldn't be able to deal with. Okay. Well, we might see it this weekend, then. Now, the... Yeah, because uh, the, the, there's no gore whatsoever. Uh, there was... It was literal comic book <laughs> violence. Oh. Now, see, that's... Scared. That's fine. As a right. parent, yeah. I would... And that's what you're going <clears> to <throat> get. Okay. As a parent, I would question your parenting choices for subjecting them to the movie in the first place. I mean, there's a couple <laughs> of scenes... I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I know, and I'm trying to tell you... That if you have any respect for Spider-Man whatsoever, you won't take him to see this movie. Or you'll sneak mm. in. I mean, I really think that the emotional... There's a couple of points where, you know, there are some fairly heavy emotions, you know, that he's trying to strum from your heart. Uh, if you uh, love one your of son them, more than anything he... in this world, you will not take him to see this he's movie. He's already seen Spider-Man 3. Well, that movie's better than this one. He's see, I don't understand a, that. that. He's seen Batman and Robin. disagreement right there. That, I, I that earlier, is a perfect age for Batman and Robin. Earlier I had said that I had read an article where somebody said that this was the Batman and Robin of Spider-Man movies. Is it better or worse than Batman and Robin? It's just as bad. 
I think it's it's far better. It's a lot better. Okay, it's better than Batman and Robin. It's better than friggin' Spider-Man Three. It might be better than Batman and Robin, but so let's talk about villains now. We have we're we're introduced to three villains here. We got the Rhino, we got um, Green Goblin, Green Goblin, and Shocker or what's his name? Electro. 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 Shocker. Which is the Mister Freeze. Oh, that's nice. That's true. They do look the same. Very good, Brad. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible one-liners. Oh, they do that. Horrible acting. I thought that the characterization of of Electro was was total one-dimensional. Just. So just geeky nerd becomes powerful villain because nobody understands him. It was so cookie cutter for it me. Reminded well, me of the uh, Sarnal Abdu. I, I just want to be loved. Is that so wrong? No, what it was was it was uh, it was the bad guy from Iron Man three. It was the geek who gets spurned. Although in mm-hmm. Iron Man three, Tony did it on purpose. Meet me upstairs in five minutes. And in this movie, it was just he was just borderline psychotic to begin with i mean i just i had a hard time they i'm glad that they didn't spend any more time with the villain than they did um paradoxically we didn't get enough uh, character development out of him because it did mm-hmm. seem like mr freeze style i'll give this one to brad it's like he did kind of show up throw a few one-liners out and they did nothing to expand his character in the beginning he was just he was just someone to feel sorry for um they didn't really give him a lot of motivations. Took a picture. Other than someone you should just feel bad for. Yeah. Um, he was he was just he was pathetic and spineless and very smart and had some and had ideas stolen from him and wasn't willing to you know stand up for himself and just you know, there was nothing about this character to make you want to root for him, other than just simply feeling bad for him. Like like driving by in a you know like. Like seeing a dog with a, you know, seeing a dog with a limp, you know, on the side of a road or something. You just, you kind of feel sorry for it. <laughs> that donut belongs to your son, by the way. <laughs> but you think to yourself, now. this dog, I haven't had enough character development out of this dog, so I'm just going to keep driving. The, um, you know, the, when, when Electro was finally killed or destroyed or whatever, what really irked me was when Green Goblin shows right up the, he dies there's a beat and then the second bad guy shows up who had just been created what hours ago i don't know it just man it just felt like they were putting too much villains in this movie if it had been one i i, I may have liked it a little better it's gotta be a studio thing right? it is yeah. that's I mean, the problem with a lot of you know that's the problem in my opinion of batman returns you know you got penguin and catwoman mm-hmm. that was bad um that's the problem with Spider-Man 3. You got Sandman and Venom. Mm. And? And the Green Goblin. Oh, yeah. Of course. And the Green yeah. Goblin. The Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah. That was horrible. Um, I can't believe I'm even saying this, but I'm thankful that we didn't get the Rhino until the end. You know? Oh, it's Which, not until the end? Okay. It's not until the end. You, he is book. The Rhino bookmarks yeah, bookend. the bookends of movies. The Rhino. Come on. In a robot suit that fires bullets that was terrible <laughs> that then rhino the rhino was terrible the rhino should have been cut out of the movie 
They're setting should... him up for the Sinister Six right. movie, obviously. I, I cut, absolutely movie. despise the way they conceived his character. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I wasn't I wasn't bothered by how they conceived him. I actually liked how they introduced him and then you don't hear anything about him and then at the very end he shows up. If they had just and they left at that, I like that. Because it just kinda Okay. It leaves you wondering because it shows Spidey's back. Yeah. It shows that there that there's still more villainry out there. I don't necessarily need to see the battle, but it's just kind of cool that well, it goes on. It, you know, it, I agree with you. I didn't like the way he looked. It submerges you deeper into the overall arc, which is there's going to be a Sinister Six, and Spidey's going to have to deal with them at some yeah. point. Um, which boy, do you think the next movie might be a bit of a jumbled mess? I, I, I'm counting I on it. <laughs> well, unless they're planning on doing, you know, four or five of these bad boys, in which case Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone will both, well, sorry, not Emma Stone. My bad. Um, Shailene Woodley and uh, Andrew Garfield will both be approaching 40, you know, by the time they get to a Sinister Six movie, if they do it in logical steps. It'll be the next movie. Uh, my understanding was it's, it's the next movie, yeah, and yeah, then Spider-Man 3. Well, there's going to be a Sinister Six movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, gonna, I thought there was well, going to no, be a standalone they're, they're Sinister Six. Yes. Scuttlebutt is a standalone Sinister Six movie. How does that work without Spider-Man? Well, that's I, a lot of the it. fanboy <clears throat> feedback to this point. There's not going to be a been, Sinister Six movie without Spider-Man in it. Yes, Brad. Well, now, uh, now there could be. That's leg. the dumbest thing ever. And it could be a development piece. It could well, just be, hey, let's get all the villains together and stuff. And at the very end, Spider-Man shows up and then cut to Spider-Man 3. No, what, what's happening is much in the same way that Disney slash Lucas are theoretically going to start giving us a Star Wars movie, you know, pretty much every year from here on out. Because mm-hmm. it's going to be, you're going to get an arc movie, and then you're going to get a one-off movie, and then an arc movie, and then a one-off movie. They're trying to do that same st- that same kind of thing with Spider-Man. They want to keep Spider-Man movies, they want to keep movies from this universe in the pipeline pretty much at all times, I guess, until it gets completely played out. And nobody bothers to show up in the theaters anymore. Yeah. At which, which point? Well, at which point <laughs> Sony says boo-hoo and they go find some other uh, franchise to they, beat they, off of. Yeah, they sell it back to Marvel for a bazillion dollars. Yeah. And Marvel can do something. Yeah, they like could that. probably yeah they could probably say, hey, Marvel, give us $1.2 billion and you can have the name Spider-Man. Yeah. And then it'll be Spider-Man. I don't think they have to pay if, they they, if have a Sony just gives up on it. Well, but that's the whole point. Right. Sony yeah. is making the... A lot of the reason why Sony made... Uh, the Amazing Spider-Man one a couple of years ago wasn't to keep movie rights. Say that again. What I zoned out. Yes, I you think have so. to. You have to use properties you own periodically, or you lose the yeah. rights to them. Yeah, that's why and Spider-Man is got it, rebooted. Yes, that's that's what I was just yes, saying. Yes, is, is that's the main reason we got the last Spider-Man, and therefore this Spider-Man yeah. is because Plus, they're trying to keep the rights to it. Yeah, and Sony knows it'll make money regardless. Yeah. yeah. And this um, movie has been is already a success. So. Uh, another reason why I'm glad that they decided to take a different. I mean, we're going back to our discussion of the first movie, but I just want to say again that I really appreciate that they gave us a different take with this movie. It wasn't it wasn't the exact same thing as the first Spider-Man. Hey, uh, make sure that uh, make sure that door gets actually latched, just because we've got a cat that's trying to get out. Anyway, um, and I know that's the whole basis of your disagreement with this whole franchise is the stuff they changed brad but uh you know it's just it's cool to see a i don't know what do you want to call us an elseworlds 
Yeah. Do you want to call this New Fifty Two? What do you want to call this? You're right. You know? It is. It is an Elseworlds, much like the X Men universe is an Elseworlds too. You know, it just exists in its own pocket universe that you know Spidey can't play in and the Avengers can't play in. Yeah. If they changed Star Wars and made a rebooted version of it, an Elseworlds version of it, which one would you prefer? I, I would, would prefer the original version. Yeah, I would prefer the original, but I would still see the Elseworlds. But, but does that mean that you automatically, without any discussion, cannot enjoy the new movie for what it is? Because no. that's kind of where you're at. No, it's you're not just, where I went. I, because I, I went to see Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. I went to see Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yes. And I think that and you it were, turns out that I hate them well, both. And I think you were predisposed to hate them. I went in. Look, I've sat here and I've, I haven't even finished my short list of things that I <laughs> enjoyed about this movie. That okay. I appreciated about this movie. There were a handful of things that I went, that's cool. Yeah. Peter Parker, no. Spider-Man, yes. Andrew Garfield, inside the mask, is a wonderful, wonderful spider. Okay. He is a spot-on Spider-Man. You combine... Toby Maguire's Peter Parker with Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, that's my perfect combination of what has been on screen. Inside the mask, Andrew Garfield is perfect. Outside the mask, I don't find him to be perfect. See, because I think he's I think he's a lot cockier inside the mask than Which the comic the book way, Spider-Man no, is. No, he's he's right there with he's right there with the Spider-Man that I've read my whole life. Okay. He's right there along. He's right there with it. I mean, he, I mean it's, it's spot on. Because he's funky, in, he's sarcastic, he has great one-liners. Well, but in the comics, isn't it, it's basically to mask his his insecurity. It's you don't to, think to that's mask why his, he's doing it in the movie? I think they showed in the first scene of the first Spider-Man that, that he's he's not the the wallflower that he is in the comic books. It's another change for you, for you to disagree with. No, yeah. Is that he's, you know, he, he was okay, you know, he knew the jocks, he knew the smart kids... Uh, he wasn't afraid to talk back to the jocks. Uh, he wasn't afraid to go up and, and you know talk to the, the the hot chicks. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't a wallflower who was afraid of his own shadow like he was in the comic books. He was until he got changed. In in the amazing in, in the movie, he, yeah, no, he wasn't. Not, the the first scene in the school, he uh, he is more of a loner in amazing in the Amazing Spider-Man universe. He, you know, he's fine. He just kind of does his own thing. He doesn't really pay attention to, to what's going on, as opposed to being the weakling. So he, you know, in in that way, he's he doesn't have this this from zero to a hundred. He's more like fifty to a hundred when he when he becomes right. Spider-Man. In the comic books, at least to start out with, I, I realize that he evolved past this. But when he started out, he was a a pathetic character, and I mean the definition of it, not the. Not what we no, normally think. Correct. I mean, he was truly someone you kind of felt sorry for because everybody dumped on him. I mean, girls wouldn't give him the time of day. Guys didn't want to have anything to do with him. He was he was a loner because he was forced to be, basically. I mean, you know, in the comic books, in, in the movies, no, he had a lot more self-confidence. Um, I just think that makes him uh, an entirely different character. I, You know, it would have taken the comic book Spider-Man years to have worked up the guts to have asked out Gwen Stacy. And guess what? That is what happened in the movie. He's, he's macking on Gwen Stacy, you know, know an hour into it. That bothers me. Um, it's not the, the same. It's not the Peter Parker that should be. It's not the, okay. It's not the Peter Parker that was, that I wanted to see. 
so the Toby Maguire was the Peter Parker I wanted to see. Andrew Garfield was not. So and and Toby Maguire played him as a much more pathetic, uh, feel sorry for me type of character. Absolutely, he yeah. did. And maybe that was Sam Raimi. Uh, maybe that was Toby Maguire. Maybe that was whoever wrote the script. I don't know. Um, anyway, so with with the movie we're talking about, um, I don't think he's cocky so much in Spider-Man Two. He has become self-assured. He is cocky. He he knows the limits of what he can do as a superhero. And, you know, he exploits that, uh, you know, as a rogue vigilante crime fighter. Um, and I just, you know, I, I think that plays very closely to the, uh, the, the classic uh, comic version. Um, well, regardless of why he's doing it, yeah, when he's in the costume, he's doing it. And that's the Spider-Man that should be. And he was having fun with it, too. That was, that was one thing I did like about it. When he was in that spider suit, he was having a good time. Even when things were scary bad, he was enjoying it, you know, and, and he's thinking forward. They did a couple scenes where things would slow down to a crawl, like when Electro was uh, that was his, the, the... That was the, his the, spidey the, sense. Spidey I really sense. appreciated the way that they did his spidey sense. Like, he would just sense something, and he would turn, and things would slow down. Yeah. I really appreciated that. Now, see, I didn't mind that, um, but my uh, my sense was that um, they used again Mark Webb, Darnia used so much, used so many shots that were just straight out of just stolen from other movies, uh, down to the editing, where it felt like it felt like I was watching The Matrix at times, and so was was that supposed that to be? Or, or, I mean, but are you trying to explain all that away as was that all Spidey sense, or was this, uh, or was this the editor? slowing the action down and speeding it up and then you know for there effect were, there were very uh, deliberate know. times when he would sense something yeah and he would turn around and look in a certain direction and things would slow down that was his spidey sense there okay there's one there shot in particular in his when he was fighting when his spidey sense would warn him of certain things and he would when he's dodging the bullets that's all spidey sense telling him which right. way to go and, and, Gwen, and when Gwen Stacy was falling, that was him trying to, you know, work it out what he needed to do to save her. Of course, you're gonna, you're gonna make somebody falling okay. to their death dramatic with a slow shot. Him go through the, uh, um, him going through the the electrical field, being chased by Electro, mm -hmm. and it slows down and it speeds up and it slows down and it speeds up and it slows down and it speeds up. I just, it. it it took me out of the movie. That's Spidey sense telling him, "Oh, got to make an adjustment." And see, I didn't think it was clear enough. I thought those, I thought a lot of those were editing tricks. No, I, I mean, I thought the again, I walked out of the movie thinking, "What the heck was up with bullet time?" We did that. We did, you know, I liked that better the first time when it came out. It was called The Matrix, because that's what it felt like to me. Um, it just so happens that that Spider Man Spider Sense looks a lot and feels a lot like what it would be to be in The Matrix. <laughs> so, Spidey, I mean, when I sit in this chair on the patio, this feels a lot like when I'm sitting on the chair in my on my patio. This is the Matrix. Back in my day, we had a that. movie called The Matrix. The Green Goblin. Boom! I first off, they wasted, I think, a great character in Norman Osborn. They just wasted a great character. I'm inclined to agree. I'm you know, inclined to agree. It, Chris Cooper is that is is that the actor's name? Um, yeah, I don't, I couldn't tell under all that makeup. Honestly. I think it's Chris Cooper. He, that, I would believe he was that. in the first movie. Yeah. He was a he's a, a capable actor. Um, Chris Cooper is a, is a but, very very good actor. But there wasn't enough of father son interaction, like when Harry went to visit 
the already transformed Norman Osborn. You know, he looked very green. He had the goblin fingernails, which is just horrible, by the way. It, it is Chris Cooper, by the way. Okay, thank you. Chris Cooper's the man behind uh, Maniacal Laugh. Maniacal Laugh. I don't know what that is. Did you guys see the Muppet movie? Mm-mm. No? Oh, yeah. He was the he did a rap in the first Muppet he was, movie. He was the bad guy. Yes. yes. Um, when he went to, to see his dad, you know, in the... Um, in the bed at the house it was like out of nowhere he's just like oh son you disappoint me you're a horrible son and you're such i'm like where did this come from it, we didn't see any of that it, it felt completely unmotivated yeah, didn't it? yeah it's like you gotta see the relationship and the sam raimi movies i believe got that relationship more or less you know yeah correct and and i think why the sam raimi movie worked other than this one is that the, that storyline was a side piece in the second in the first movie, it was more the centerpiece. The Goblin was, and you got to see an arc. Here, it just felt like a shove-in. It just felt like we need one more villain. Well, let's bring in the well, Goblin, the which is unfortunate because Harry Osborn was stinking greatness. He may have been my favorite thing about the Amazing Spider-Man Two. That was I, I loved that's his portrayal. The dumbest thing you've he ever was, said in your wait, life. Harry is is. Uh, I'm sorry. Is that the father or son? Son, oh, the guy who was the Green Goblin in this movie. I I, I did not mind how that guy he went was... to the Brad Milo School of Acting. He was horrible, <laughs> absolutely horrible. Dad, okay, I'll I'll, I'll I'll be with Bill with caveats. He was okay, but way too much were shoved in, man. He, That's the inherent problem with this with yeah. this rebooted movies. They needed they needed to introduce him and maybe give him just a little bit, but not make him a villain. I mean see the way to that but don't the problem with with rebooting a movie franchise so soon after it's already been done is that you can't do oh. it the same way because people would go that's just the same why are they doing this if it's just the same and and you've said you said much the same thing you got to have you've got to have uh why go f- through the origin again we saw that you know Ten years ago, or however long the first Sam Raimi movie was, the point is, you got to do things different if you're going to reboot it to make it fresh and exciting. But there, therein lies the problem. No, I, I said I was just to be that way. Uh, I said I was totally cool with that happening. I, I've never said that had to happen. Okay. Well, the problem is that people aren't smart enough, myself included. Don't get, don't think I'm saying I can do this because I can't. The problem is people aren't smart enough. To say, how are we going to do this differently, but not stupid? How are we going to make it work without trying to cram too much stuff in and upset people and dilute the the, the quality of the story that we're trying to tell? You just It's one extreme or the other. There's People can't find a middle ground on how to do this, and that's the problem with you know rebooting. Uh, imagine them, like, in two years rebooting Harry Potter. How many people would be upset about it, and how bad would that movie be? Um, I mean, it might be great if they found the right actors, but you know. I, I I would love to see, um, you know, we're we're at a point where where uh, special effects can be done a lot more inexpensive than they used to be. I would love to see like a Spider-Man TV show where they could take a whole season to kind of develop him out and 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 just not rush it, you know. I mean, uh, uh, Arrow's kind of proved that. Here's Arrow, a uh, kind of a B-level superhero. 
or he's not even a superhero, he's a vigilante, but they've done such a good job of just pacing that story out. I'd love to see a Spider-Man TV show. I need to catch up on Arrow. But uh, I thought I thought the Dane DeHaan, Dane DeHaan, Dane DeHaan, whatever his name is, he's so creepy looking. I don't know if it's the haircut, those ice blue dead eyes of his. I don't know what it is. Oh, that. He's got an interesting okay. look to him. And I thought that it, as Harry That's Osborn. That's I was referring to. I'm sorry. Not Chris Cooper. So, okay, go ahead. Chris go. Cooper was the dad. Okay. Chris Cooper was the dad in all the makeup who was just disappointed with Peter for no good reason. Okay. Or disappointed with, Harry. disappointed with Harry for no good reason. Okay. Um, it just I guess just because, I guess when you're, the, the inference is that when you're that rich, you can't help but. You can't help but be disappointed in everything else around you. Mm-hmm. Nothing can be good enough if you're uh, if you're that wealthy. Apparently, Did, there was no mention of any kind of um, like character or identity for what uh, Dane. What's his name? Harry. Well, whatever. Yeah, what Harry Kane, Osborne. What Harry Osborne became. There was no kind of identity for that. It was just he was dying. He took this formula. He got in that suit that's supposed to heal you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he throws a pumpkin bomb. I know. <laughs> Where did the pumpkin bomb come? It was okay. Why? His, why decide to make a bomb that looks like a pumpkin? What sense of identity have you given yourself that makes you think I need to throw a pumpkin bomb? I thought his his character started out incredibly interesting, and I just love that. Well, isn't that the question of the day moment? When when he's he's basically telling Peter. By the way, I don't know why, but we've had our eye on you for basically the last 20 years. You know, for, for, for your entire life, my corporation has been watching you. And Peter's like, what, what the heck? And he goes, well, isn't that the question of the day? And I just, I love that whole interaction. And, you know, the idea that they reintroduce him is, hey, this is a long-lost friend of Peter's. And, you know, like any long-lost friend, you know, if if the three of us didn't see each other for five years... I wouldn't expect us to have to reintroduce ourselves when we re-meet each other. You know, it's, you know, when you have friends that good, you know, that you've had for that long, really no reintroduction is needed. You pick up right where you left off. And you had that dynamic with Peter and Harry. And, you know, so they get back into it. What I, where I thought they lost it was when he became the Green Goblin. At that point, it felt to me nearly ridiculous because again, you know, I, I see that, you know, they, they foreshadowed his goblin glider and they foreshadowed all the exosuits and they foreshadowed the sinister six with all the, with all the technology. And it's interesting that, that Peter Parker is apparently the only creature on the planet right now has superpowers that aren't technology based. I mean, I guess electro is duh. Was. I mean, he was. Oh, he's not gone. He was. He was gone. technologically created. He's he not. Disappear. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And the thing with him falling in the vat of electric eels. Boo! Yeah. That was just dumb. You know what? Honestly. Well, you know, if there's a negative charge to electric eels and there's a positive charge to him, then you know. How Electro in the comic books gained his electricity powers? I just don't. But I know it wasn't him falling in a vat of electric eels. I, I really do wish he had. Uh... Oh, that wasn't a joke. What? No. No. He... That's how. He got shocked. He was fixing something. I thought that was a joke. He was fixing something in the electrical subsection basement of of Oscorp building, and he got shocked. He connected two cables, and he got shocked, and he fell into a vat of electric eels. Because electric eels are essential to the operation of a, of a big building in your power station. I, I really, I cannot tell you how much I wish that almost 
anybody but Jamie Foxx played Electro. And I, it wasn't, it, it, it has everything for me to do with the fact that when I see Jamie Foxx's face, I have yeah, expectations. Exactly. And so there was no way for him to win this game and make me believe that he was completely, you know, hey, that's Jamie Foxx as Electro. No, I never got to the point where that's Electro. Oh, by the way, he's played by Jamie. No, it was always, it's Jamie Foxx as Electro. And he made and, up his name on the spot, too. You know, <laughs> just like, boom. Electro. Oh. Don't you know who I am? I did God. like. He could have at least looked up and thought about it. I'm. Yeah. Uh, I did like Electro's Electro. voice. I liked how it was electronically modified, altered. Yeah. That was cool. And the fact that when he, when you saw from his point of view, you, he could see like the electricity that running cool. through the, the streets and and buildings. I liked that too. That was that was a neat take on it. Yeah. But Jamie uh, Foxx is a capable actor. We've all seen him do wonderful things yeah. in the film. But he can't. He can't be campy and, and and enable me to take him seriously. Right. I just, for me, he's just one of those guys. His his he's too big a star. His face is too recognizable to fit into what was essentially. I mean, I realized that he was the the main baddie of a big time huge tentpole blockbuster movie, but to what was essentially a bit part. You know, I just I, I don't know it wouldn't work. It'd been like you know I realize it's a terrible example, but it'd be like casting Mel Gibson as, as Peter Parker. You know, there's just there's no way you could look at the character. You know, that's why casting Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield is such a good idea because you don't have, you know, I guess if you're in Britain and you know Andrew Garfield, then there you go. But, but at least over here, is you know, casting an unknown as Luke Skywalker, you don't have any expectations for that character based upon who you know they are, and that's a good thing. And that, in my opinion, is is what failed the character of Electro in this movie. You know, besides the fact that you know. I just I didn't like the fact that that the the whole the whole I'm going to give myself a name thing I said it was just I don't know a lot of it played itself out too much color by number and was it me or did it seem like there weren't enough action sequences in this movie or yeah, did, was, did it seem like there wasn't enough action in this movie I, I think so I was bored a lot okay um, I. Uh, I just wanted so much more from this movie. I mean, yeah, there needed to be more action. But say, then again, you know, which one of you guys said that there was too much action in Man of Steel? Uh, uh, I know I did. One of you guys said that. Yeah, I know I said that. I mean, Is I know there, I believed it. I mean, I guess. Well, I think it's the thing hard with, to find a, a amount of action scenes that would please everybody, you know? Yeah, I, so I think in Man of Steel, the, it was the, one of those where just, the you know, you had so many false endings and so many action sequences that went on for the 20 minutes after you thought the movie was over. Frank you know. liked the reaction with, or the, uh, the storyline between Peter and Gwen in this movie and not so I much did the too. action. So maybe the amount of action scenes was, was enough. It, 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 it was enough for me, but, um, you know, the, the point of view of Spidey flying around, around New York, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, that whole final fight scene with those towers with Electro in the previews, they made it look really epic. Uh, in this movie, in reality, it was uh, it fell a little flat to me. I just it just didn't do anything. To I thought, me. and then Goblin coming in right after Electro is taken care of. Just, I feel stupid even referring to him as the Goblin, the Green Goblin, because there was nothing. Now, I did not read Ultimate Spider-Man. I think I might have read the first six issues. Okay. And if Green Goblin was in it, I don't remember, so I don't know. If there's any basis, any precedent for the Green Goblin 
actually being a transformed being as opposed to wearing a mask. Right. He is a transformed being in in Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't I didn't care for that that much. No. I didn't care for the for the wow. greenness and the fingernails and the silly uh, pointy ears and you know the Wolverine haircut. I just <laughs> none of that none of that really worked for me. Yeah. I think we can we can all agree on the fact that we went into that movie hoping for a better result than we got. Definitely. And where we I differ where we differ completely is that Brad hated it like almost no movie he's ever hated before. <laughs> no, I was merely disappointed. I can't agree with what you said. I misheard what you said, but yeah. I, I look forward to seeing this movie again. I doubt I'll, I I'll probably go see it at the Dollar Theater. I will not go see it again for full price. Um, I will probably get the Blu-ray uh, because uh, the one and only Zoe will certainly insist on it. Um, but how did she like it? Did she see it? Well, going into it, um, she told me it was her second or third favorite movie ever. It was like you haven't she seen, ever saw it. You haven't seen the movie yet. No. She knew that. <laughs> She's a smart kid. I didn't have to tell her that. I don't condone nor recommend pirating movies. But if you have to see this movie, I would steal it from the internet before I would wow. even pay a dollar at the dollar movie. Bold words, sir. Yeah. I would. Um... Yeah, I can't recommend this movie. If there's a movie you're going to skip this summer, so far this is the one. I mean, of the tent poles, what have we had this year? We've had Cap. Cap. Cap, which is a must-see. Anything this one else? Is like a... Spend all your hey, money I, on Cap, the Cap Blu-ray. Am I or, missing Am I missing a big tent pole movie nah, I mean, so far? I mean, it's early summer. It's just these two so, so far. far. Okay. As far as the the world we live in, that's, that's right. pretty much okay. Yeah. The big movie this weekend is Neighbors with Seth Rogen and, and Zac Efron, the dreamy Zac, Zac Efron. Efron. Yeah. Looking forward to that. It looks funny. Uh, how about we wrap up? Okay, right. Now, I want to uh, see if okay. I, okay, I got one more thing to say about this this okay. silly movie. Number one, the previews are terrible, <laughs> except for A Million Ways to Die in the West, <laughs> which is amazing. It looks fun. I cannot it? wait to see that. But okay, we got to take at least. 30 seconds to talk about the absolute mind warp that was the credits, the closing credits of that movie. What the heck was going on with that? I, I, I was almost, X-Men? I was almost angry after that. The X-Men promo? Yes. What the heck was that? So, okay. You, you know so you, you get into it? the credits there, and there's a story. Okay. Behind it. All right. But so for the listeners who haven't seen this yet, it's not a big deal. It. This is not a huge spoiler. But there is a mid-credit scene in this movie. There is no end end credit scene in this movie. But the but the mid-credit scene is not Spider-Man. It does not set up the next movie. It is not a teaser for the Amazing Spider-Man three. It's not a teaser for for Electro or the Sinister Six or anything like that. What it is, it's a stinking commercial. For the freaking X-Men movie. So tell us. I don't so, understand that because so, they're, they're not even, it's not even the same company. Right. It was ridiculous and it was stupid. And I just about, I, I, okay. I, I walked out of the theater mad you, after Frank that. I'll why. tell you. I doubt you can explain this well enough, but go for it. Mark Webb, this is what I understand, was originally supposed to um, direct this X-Men movie. Uh, but he was taken away to do the franchise. Why would Matthew Vaughn Hold on. Okay. Uh, so he was taken away to, or he got a better offer to do the Spider-Man movies. Uh, because of some negotiation deals and stuff, um, Fox was mad at Sony for doing that, and they hatched out some deal that goes, okay, you got Mark Webb, but you got to let us promote our movie at the end of your movie. 
and they said, okay, deal. That That's it. It. Huh? it was just a cross promotion. Okay. So anything that promotes comic book movies, yeah, is probably a good thing. Did it make sense in the context of no. the Spider-Man movie? Of course not. It was awful. Of course. Not. It was absolutely awful. It was such cheap marketing. I, I can't imagine. Please tell me that not one human on this planet was going to see that commercial, that commercial in the middle of a freaking credit scene, and go, "This is a great idea, man. You got me sold. I'm going to be there for that movie." No. If you didn't walk out of the theater almost mad after that, then you weren't paying attention. Because what's next? Are we going to have in the middle of X-Men, we're going to have a uh, um, freaking Doc Ock pop out, you know, pop out of the side of the screen and go, hey guys, you know, while the X-Men are busy having dinner, I want to tell you about the new uh, Simpsons 6 movie coming up. Well, you know, you they, know it's just they, like, where, where's it a freaking end? They, they you know, do that right they, now in TV with the lower I mean, they, they should have run, the yeah. Come up and, and you it's have like, the slowly rotating people, and it says they know, should have run this sitcom coming this fall. Yeah, why didn't they just run a lower third, an animated lower third, you know, commercial for the X Men during the entire stinking movie? Uh, give it some I mean, time. Of I all you, the I things, bet, I bet you in five years we will get there. Of, of all the things that have gotten me hot, no, no, movies, movies must never do that ever. We understand why they do it to TV, but in a movie theater. There's no fast forward to rewind a movie theater, so they must never, ever, ever be allowed to do that by the by the public. I mean, because it's, it's it would a be a case of us letting form, them. It's a different form of product placement. Is all it is. It is, and it's 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 freaking horrible. And they don't need to do that because these movies make them. These movies keep entire movie studios afloat. They don't need to do that. They don't need they don't need the money from the cross promotion. You know what I mean? So basically, they. They bought Mark Webb for this one little 15, 30 second teaser, I guess. You know, seemingly a small price to pay. You put that at the end of the credits, whatever. You know, maybe you put this in the middle of the, you know, in the beginning of the credits or something. Just, I, I cannot believe that from the point where the movie started to the point where the credits finished, they had an advertisement for another movie in the middle of that. It's wrong. And you know what? I mean, it's going to end. It's going to end with not an intermission. But just you're going to be in the middle of you're going to be in the middle of uh, uh, Star Wars Episode Ten, and the movie's just going to fade to black, from and they're going to come up to on God's a commercial. They're going to come up on a commercial for McDonald's, yeah, or for Star Trek. That would be oh. awesome. Or for the <laughs> product placement. Did would there Sony have been Vio? Sony Vio laptops when Peter Parker was eight years old? Well, considering the fact uh, that six years old, whatever. Oh, they yeah. also had uh, the Sony camera, the Sony DSLR. They did that um, in the first movie too. The, the Sony Sony products. The, he had the Sony phone. Yes, he, he was did. screwing around to the Sony phone in the first movie while he's sitting in his in his web lair waiting for waiting for a lizard to trip of one of his little Sony's guy wires. Not gonna not gonna promote anybody's right. But let's try to let's try to promote a sense of realism. It, it was at not the same time. It was not subtle in either movie how every single electronic device had the the brand name Sony proudly displayed on it. It, it was. It was borderline amusing, and I'm a, I'm a huge Sony head. I, I can have nothing but Sony gear, and I'm happy about it. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just, it was shocking. So, uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to take another point two five off for that stupid mid scene. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go down to three point two five reverse flashes for this movie, which is st- I, I, I could get. 
if one of you wanted to argue with me and say that's still too high, I understand why you're arguing the point, but that's what I'm saying, and that's what I'm going 3. with. 3.25 reverse flashes. Yours was... 2.5 reverse flashes. 2.5, and mine was 4 flashes. Yeah, yeah. that's that, shocking. That's way below zero, Dennis. Shocking. Uh, so, Dennis, based so on what It's you're a double hearing, negative. Which based is on what you're hearing? Twice as bad. Uh, probably. Okay. Sneak in. Give us the boilerplate, Frank. Boilerplate! Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to a half hour wasted, proud member of the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at halfhourwasted. Leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. And next week, we're going to talk about Brad's trip to Pennsylvania. Yes. And uh, big news concerning half hour wasted. Special announcement. Special announcement. And a couple of emails. And a couple of emails. Okay. All right. So with that, say bye, guys. Goodbye, guys. Later. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches thieves just like flies. Look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. Is he strong? Listen, bud. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a thread? Take a look overhead. Hey there, there goes a Spider-Man. In the chill of night, at the scene of a crime, by the street of light, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Wealth and fame, he's ignored. Action is his reward to him. Life is a great big pain. Wherever there's a hang, you'll find a Spider-Man.